The preparation is in the books for this Denver Broncos football team as they now set their focus on traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. What is it that the Denver Broncos have to do if they're going to come out of Kansas City with a win on Sunday Night Football from an offense and defensive perspective? Sarah Benger, myself, we break that down and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by co-host Sarah Bettinger. Both of us cover the Broncos for the Lockdown Network and Nine News. Sarah, my friend, hey, it's great to see you as always. This is always our fun episode of the week. I mean, I have fun doing every episode, but I feel like we're going to get into the nitty-gritty, the details about how the Broncos can win this Sunday against Kansas City. Man, I'm ready for it. How you doing, my friend? Doing great, Cody. Super, super good day here. And uh, you know what? This is The optimism is at its highest today. This is the last episode of the week before the actual game, right? So, I mean, we get optimism is at its peak. It's like, okay, I mean, maybe maybe we've convinced ourselves that we can do this, you know? And all those analytics and all the different things that we're going to talk about and how the Broncos can win this game against Kansas City, it's about to come to a head. And I can't wait to watch this game, man. I can't wait to engage with Broncos country, all the listeners. Thank you for listening. And it's going to be a lot of fun man i'm looking forward to it finally a sunday night game absolutely and as sarah said thank you so much for making lockdown broncos your first listen of the day every single day for all your Denver broncos news content and coverage but sarah let's ask the big question here because we want to focus on offense and defense right and i feel like we should start things off by focusing on how can the denver broncos win this game on the offensive side of the ball against the kansas city chiefs which is a tough task for any nfl team considering how good kansas city is so first off i want to start things off by saying i think that the broncos they must run the ball effectively on the inside. Now, this is a matchup where the Broncos, they're averaging 114 yards on the ground per game, and they're going against a Chiefs defense who allows 111 yards per game, so almost kind of on par with each other. We know that the Chiefs give up a big play in the run game from time to time. They give up a big play in the passing game. This is going to be a critical factor, but Sarah, the main question I have for you here as we focus on the offense side of the ball in terms of running the ball inside or even on the outside, how can the Broncos neutralize the impact of Chris Jones, who has six and a half sacks on the season? Obviously, his breakout game was a couple of games ago against the Cowboys. But more importantly, he's moved back inside. He's a disruptor. How can the Broncos try to neutralize his impact? It's a great question, Cody, and and you said it exactly right. This is how the Broncos can win this game. So this is an area of urgency for them, and I think – you know, just the cards have kind of fallen into the right place at the exact right time in terms of the offensive line. You know, George Payton did a really good job kind of fortifying those positions up front in the offseason. We're talking about adding two right tackles, Bobby Massey and Cam Fleming. You're talking about drafting Quinn Miners and even dating back to last year, John Elway giving the extension to Garrett Bowles. And you're getting that entire starting five. Obviously, we've mentioned Graham Glasgow. He's out for the season. Quinn Miners, your right guard of the future in all likelihood. So you've got your future that George Payton drafted back in the third round of the 2021 draft. And you've got Bobby Massey, who we saw a little chart on Bobby Massey. He's playing up there in the top tier of right tackles in the entire NFL this season in terms of run block win rate and pass block win rate. So when you're talking about a guy like Chris Jones, playing on that interior defensive line. We know he'll move all around the formation. It's critical that the Broncos have a healthy offensive line for this game. All those different players 
that they've been investing in over the last few seasons, even dating back to Dalton Reisner, round two of the 2019 draft. Those guys are all going to be available in this game for the Denver Broncos. And I think for me, Cody, that's the big one. The Broncos have been doing a really good job on the offensive line in this stretch of games where they've won three out of their last four. And having those guys healthy, not not having necessarily the patchwork, as many would maybe call it, uh, having those guys healthy is going to be instrumental, I think, in neutralizing or even getting the better of a guy like Chris Jones. Well, he's a tough player and obviously very, very good at the inside, the interior, the defensive line. You know, one thing we always talk about as coaches is how can you limit his opportunities or how can you avoid him wrecking a game? Well, you know what? You can't be scared to run the football at him, right? And I think that the the mindset that coaching me says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to run right at him. Now, how do you do that? Well, there's a lot of things you can do, obviously, on the interior of the offensive line. If he lines up in a one or a three, depending on which side, he's going to have a combination of Lloyd Cushenberry, Quinn Miners, or Lloyd Cushenberry, and obviously Dalton Reisner, who's quite questionable if not you can have Natani Muti there I think initially you have to double team him if he's that one technique double team him try to crash him inside and then work yourself up to the play side linebacker that's going to create those running lanes I also think you can run some trap some trap might be something Mm. the Broncos could use because then it frees up that hole inside that a gap but then you have to make sure you can get to the linebacker at the next step there or even toss plays toss it away like toss to the outside and force him to pursue down the line scrimmage which look he's very good but if you get him running back and forth and you're breaking off chunk plays you know what's going to happen sir he's going to get tired the Chiefs defense is going to get tired and that's going to bode well for Javante Williams now that brings me to my next point here look Melvin Gordon right now Vic Fangio mentioned on Friday he is doubtful to play which means that there is 75% chance he does not play on Sunday night football that means Mike Boone is probably going to get some reps behind Javante Williams now Broncos country gets everything that they've wanted to see so far Javante Williams is the starting running back this week he's going to get a bulk of the carries but how can Mike Boone Coming in as he is, we don't know too much about it. We know he plays key special teams. How can he come in on the offensive side of the ball and maybe provide an impact for the Broncos' offense with Melvin Gordon potentially being out? Well, this is exactly why you go out and acquire a guy like that, right, Cody, for for this exact reason. If Melvin Gordon has to miss time, if Javante Williams has to miss time. And like you said, we really haven't seen anything at all from Mike Boone this season. Dating back to training camp, I think, It was right before and leading up to those Vikings practices where Boone actually got injured, ironically, against his former team, right? Uh, It was leading up to that point where he was kind of the talk of training camp a little bit. He was showing off his explosiveness. And, of course, it's not full contact. You're not taking guys to the ground. But Boone is an explosive guy. For those who don't know, back at Cincinnati – you know, he ran a, a sub four five in the 40 yard dash. He's a fast guy and he's a big guy too. He's explosive. So he brings a lot to the table in terms of just his running ability, his explosiveness in the open field. I think it's going to be really exciting to see what he can do. But like, like we talked about before, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, you know, let's split it 50 50 with Mike Boone in this game. This is going to be the Javante Williams game. Make no mistake about it. I think Javante is going to get the primary bulk of the touches and that's really exciting. And to your point about getting Chris Jones pursuing down up and down the line of scrimmage, Cody. You, ha- you can't help but wonder if we'll see a guy like Mike Boone out there for a little bit more snaps and utilize some of those RPOs that we saw a little bit of last week as well to kind of keep the Chiefs' defense on their heels a little bit. We know they like to be aggressive, so then you use your personnel to your advantage. You know That's why you have a guy like Mike Boone with speed. He can throw a defense off just by having that speed. And, and then Jerry Judy, imagine Jerry Judy going the opposite direction. Mike Boone take you know an RPO the other way, and all of a sudden your options are wide open. So I feel like you have a real real opportunity here, not just because, you know, Melvin Gordon's played well this season, Cody, so let's not get it twisted here, but Mike Boone really opens up your options a little bit, in my opinion, with his big speed. 
Well, and I think the surprise element here too, Sarah, is the fact that there's not a lot of film on him from this season. There's a little bit from the Las Vegas Raiders game, that first matchup. The Broncos utilized three running backs in that game with him being one of them. Uh, but outside of that, there's nothing outside of last year's film when he, he was with the Minnesota Vikings and he provided relief for guys like Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook when they had some injuries and he played really well. So maybe, maybe Mike Boone explodes this week for the Denver Broncos, he and Mike Boone. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, Sarah and I, we're going to talk about why Teddy Bridgewater needs to play his best game of the season if the Broncos want to have a chance to win on Sunday night against Kansas City Chiefs. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode. Show it's good friends over there at Boost Mobile. And you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. That's why you listen to Lockdown Broncos. And you switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of free 5G phone. And you can also listen to all the episodes of your favorite podcast like Lockdown Broncos. And the power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. And with all that money that you'll save and all that knowledge that you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out today and get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or for all phones or networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. And our good friends over there at Bilt Bar and Sarah, you know how much I love Bilt Bar. I know how much you love Bilt Bar. And look, Broncos country, we're telling you, you need to love Bilt Bar as well by trying it today by going to Bilt.com. In this holiday season, you can grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Bilt Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but a Amazingly low in calorie, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, both delicious and healthy with so many amazing flavors. There's cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, which is my favorite. Bill Bar gives you that extra fuel that you need to power through the day. If you need to go out the door, if you're getting ready to do a workout, take a bite into Bill Bar, let it get you through that, and you'll notice the results almost immediately afterwards. It's always a great fill-up for myself, and people are so passionate about their favorite flavor of Bill Bar. It's something you may not want to bring up at the a dinner table during the holidays as people might argue back and forth on that but more importantly ladies and gentlemen if you're friends with Santa Claus have Santa throw in a box of Built Bar in those stockings today by going to Built.com and check it out and if you also like some of those marshmallowy treats well guess what they have Built Bar Puffs which is Super easy to bite into, and it tastes like you're biting into a cloud. The flavor's fantastic, 100% chocolate, as we mentioned. So go to Built.com today, enter promo code LOCK15, and that's going to get you 15% off your next order today. Once again, promo code LOCK15 gets you 15% off at Built. Com. All right, Sarah, as we continue on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, talking about the offensive side of the ball and why Teddy Bridgewater needs to play his best game of the season if the Denver Broncos want to have a chance to win on Sunday Night Football. Look, the Kansas City Chiefs divisional play. The Broncos right now, they're at 1-1, one and one, and they have a chance. If they win, they go to 2-1 and one with the divisional record, which, as we know down this important stretch of the season, is so critical when it comes to tiebreakers. Mm-hmm. Now, the Broncos' conference record is where their kind of eyesore is at out of their entire five wins. Four of those are against AFC team so they're gonna have to win down the stretch to improve that in in combination of some other teams losing but this is their best path towards the playoffs and we've talked about a roster that is entirely different this year than it was last year and probably in a better way that's something Vic Fangio mentioned this week but in terms of Teddy Bridgewater Sarah I think one of the biggest keys for Teddy this is something that Drew Locke struggled with last year you have to know where Tyron Matthew is. He can absolutely impact your game from blitzing off the edge or just in coverage or even disguising. He gets such good depth, and he can break on the ball quickly. I feel like this is going to be key for Teddy in this game. 
It really is. Absolutely. We know that Matthew is, I mean, the honey badger. He's always been now dating back to his time at LSU. He's been the same exact guy who always makes game changing plays. So you definitely have to know where he's at at all times. And for Teddy Bridgewater, you're absolutely right, Cody. This is the most important game. I would argue almost, and this is going to seem maybe crazy to say, I feel like this might be the most important game of his entire NFL career up to this point. And I, I think that's maybe Maybe a little bit of hyperbole, but the more that I think about I like it, you it. know, this this is it, it's the stakes are high, right? I mean, this this game could define whether or not Teddy Bridgewater gets another big contract in free agency after the season. It could dictate whether or not teams view him as the type of guy that, hey, I could use this player as a starter for a full season instead of just a bridge quarterback to kind of warm up our rookie. I think for Teddy Bridgewater, this game is massive. And last year, when he was with the Carolina Panthers, for those who don't know this. There was a little bit of an appetizer for this game last season when Teddy Bridgewater was with the Carolina Panthers. I think a lot of Denver Broncos fans, Cody, would say, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater can can go toe-to-toe in a shootout with Patrick Mahomes. Well, there's there's already proof that he can, and he has, and he's done it. And a missed field goal the other way, you may not be talking about how Teddy Bridgewater has already gotten the best uh, of, of Patrick Mahomes in a head-to-head matchup. And I'm interested to see how he responds in this game, Cody. That play against the Philadelphia Eagles that he's been kind of the, you know, that that chip on his shoulder, we could tell he played with one this past weekend against the Chargers. I think that play might wind up being a huge blessing in disguise for Broncos country as Teddy Bridgewater now has a, a huge chip on his shoulder. You could tell that he read all the comments. You could tell that he heard all the noise. He saw all the different memes on on Facebook and Twitter and, and Instagram and wherever else. I think he's playing with a chip on his shoulder, and I think last year's game when he was part of the Panthers is really an appetizer for what we're going to get on Sunday Night Football from Teddy. Hey, let's hope so, too. And, you know, one thing for Teddy to play well, right, you go to offensive play caller. And I want to go back to last year, Sunday Night Football. I thought Pat Shermer called a heck of a game against the Chiefs last season. Now, obviously, these are two different teams now. The personnel's different. I think Denver's in a better spot right now. You want to know why? Because they have Cortland Sutton back, who didn't play in this game last year due to being out due to an ACL. You do have Tim Patrick, who's returning, who had a great game against the Chiefs in that last matchup. And then you have Jerry Judy, who... This was one of those games. I remember last year against the Chiefs, there was the tweet, at least I got my conditioning in. I know that he wants to ball out. So I'm looking forward to seeing him against whoever's covering him inside the slot. Now, I I wanted to ask you this question, Sarah, because I think this is a key for the Broncos if Teddy's going to play his best game. Will Pat Shermer create isolation matchups? Because we saw him do that in the last matchup last season. And I want to know, in your opinion, what are some of the matchups that maybe you can create some of these one-on-one isolation things if you're Pat Shermer? That's a great point, Cody, and and you're right. He did do that last year. We saw Tim Patrick make some of his best plays in, in, in doing so. I think you have a really great opportunity to do that in this game as well. Obviously, you didn't have Cortland Sutton in last year's game. That's easy to forget based on the fact the Broncos did play the Chiefs really well. To me, Cody, it goes back to the guy that you mentioned. That's Jerry Judy. Get him isolated. Get him the ball quickly and get him the ball a lot sandwiched in between two games where he had, I think, eight and nine targets respectively are games where he was targeted three or four times. So when Jerry Judy's being targeted, the chains are moving uh, on the offensive side of the ball. He is a chain mover. And and he if he's getting the ball, 
you can basically count on it being not necessarily a big play in terms of yards downfield, but it's always going to be a big play in terms of moving the chains. Jerry's the guy that we always hate to see Teddy Bridgewater throw the ball short of the sticks, but he's one of those guys that you throw Jerry Judy the football, he's going to get the ball past the sticks some way or another. He's so quick and so shifty in the open field. And like you said, if he's in isolated coverage, man, he can beat any corner in the NFL one-on-one. Just ask Xavier Howard, who got put in, in the washing machine by old Jerry Judy last season. So if he can do that to Xavier Howard, he can do do it to Legeria Sneed or whoever the Chiefs put up against him. Well, and I will say this, one of the bigger keys to this game in terms of how the Broncos can win and how where Teddy Bridgewater really needs to step up to push this offense forward in the right direction against the Chiefs, it's going to be in the red zone, Sarah. And, and the reason why I say that, the Broncos, they have to improve in this area. Right now, they convert 54.1%. That's good for 26 in the NFL on the offensive side of the ball. They're going against a Kansas City Chiefs defense that is allowing 64.7% opponent completion percentage in the red zone in terms of scoring efficiency. That is 23rd in the NFL. So you have a back Bad red zone offense against a bad red zone defense. Which one's going to be the bigger part? Who's going to neutralize themselves? And I think that's where Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, as you mentioned, I think they're going to come into play you know, in this situation. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment, Sarah Benjamin, myself, we're going to talk about what the Broncos defense can do and how they must play in order to win against Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march towards the play. And BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to get that bonus here today. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, and MMA action, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season here today at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline where the game starts. And Broncos country, as you get into the four-core action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, once again, just a reminder, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your daily listen, your first listen of the day every single day as you get ready to go to work on your lunch break or on your way home from work. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Broncos, first and foremost, for all your Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and also your favorite podcasting provider. But Sarah, let's talk about how the Denver Broncos defense can win this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. There's a couple of storylines here. Now the first question, the one I'm really intrigued in, will Vic Fangio utilize any more that cover one whole coverage or the robber coverage that we saw against the Dallas Cowboys against a team that likes to go empty, kind of similar to the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Now, in your opinion, what do you think we'll see here? I think we will, Cody. I think we're going to see a very similar type of game plan as we saw against against the Dallas Cowboys for sure. This is a team in Kansas City that they like to exploit. You know, any any type of coverage they can. And like I said before, too, they really they really excel on those scramble drill plays, those plays out of structure. And of course, Andy Reid is great at designing plays that you know he puts all the window dressing in terms of the motion. So the Broncos really <laughs> have to do everything they can to stay disciplined. And I think the, one of the key factors. For whatever coverage the Broncos are playing in this game, Cody, the really important thing is personnel. You know, you talk about last year's matchup against Kansas City in KC, where the Broncos only lost 16 to 22. I mean, no moral victories. I get that. I get that you don't want to be talking about any moral victories or, you know, we almost beat them. Nobody, there's no almost in the NFL. But I mean, in terms of just the way the team is being built, you can see the Broncos taking those those steps progressively more and more towards beating Kansas City. I feel like obviously in last year's game, Cody, 
the the cornerbacks that played snaps against KC, it, it was Michael Ojemudia, AJ Bouye, and then obviously Isang Bassi, who got hurt in that game. And then Duke Dawson came in for him. In this game, it's going to be so much different. Obviously, Pat Sertan playing like a top 10 corner. Ronald Darby playing exceptionally well. Kyle Fuller playing in the nickel. Bassi is back, obviously kind of working his way in. Nate Harrison playing well. So you're so much better in the secondary than you were last season. And the Broncos played, they played Pat Mahomes pretty well. I mean, 22 points for the Chiefs is is a good (laughs) game for your defense. So I feel like whatever they did scheme-wise last year or against the Cowboys, now you're doing it with way better players. Well, I think you always have to account for, right, where is number 87, right? We're talking about Travis Kelsey. And so when we bring up whole coverage, I think this is important. So Broncos fans, I want you to visualize this for a second if you're watching us or if you're listening to us here. This is something to look forward to on Sunday. When the Chiefs come out in a trips formation, let's say it's trips to the left or to the right side. I really want you to key one of those safeties. It's probably going to be, so for example, if it's trips to the right side and if Justin Simmons is lined up to the trip side, I want you to keep your eye on Kareem Jackson or Caden Stearns, right? They might rotate these guys in and out. Kareem's coming off that neck injury. But I want you to watch what that backside safety away from the trips formation does. When you see that, he's going to be looking at the number three wide receiver. Once the ball is snapped, he's going to track downfield. And if that's guy, if that guy's coming across number three or number two, anybody that comes across, he's going to pick it up. So I want you to really key in on that when the Chiefs come out in trips. What are the Broncos' backside safety away from the trips formation? What does he do? Also, where is number 87 located? Is he on the trip side? Is he away from the trip side? And that's where I want you to look at guys like Baron Browning, Kenny Young a little bit. See what those guys do because if those guys drop back and they try to locate and they open up and their eyes go to him, they're playing that hole. They're playing that robber coverage. So keep an eye on that. That's something visually I want you to see here, Broncos country. But now I want to get into something else there. And this may be a little bit of a bold kind of take here. And I don't want to sound like it's too bold, but I really believe that for the Broncos to win this game, another element on the defensive side of the ball, Jonathan Cooper and Malik Reed must have career days as pass rushers against this offensive line. And the reason I say that, you want to cause disruption. I'm not saying that you got to come out and you got to get five sacks each. I mean, that's super unrealistic. But if you can get, if you can sack Patrick Mahomes at least three times in a game, look, you can fluster him a little bit because he's not used to really being sacked that much. I'm talking about disruption and impact to force Mahomes out of rhythm. We saw it last year with the Broncos. We saw Deshaun Williams, Jonathan Harris. We even saw Draymond Jones get after Patrick Mahomes a lot last season. So, This is going to be key in my opinion. Now the question is, who do you try to attack in that offensive line there, Sarah? I think it's got to be the right tackle, Cody. We know the Chiefs completely revamped their offensive line. They've got some studs from the left all the way to the right side. And obviously Lucas Niang has been okay when he's been healthy and everything, a solid right tackle. But if, you know, if it's Andrew Wiley out there at the right tackle position, it will be, and it will be Andrew Wiley out there at the right tackle position. That gets me a little bit excited because you know what the Broncos can do with those guys. And you know what Jonathan Cooper, Malik Reed, Stephen Weatherly, what these pastors and Bradley Chubb for that matter. My goodness. It's easy to forget that he's back. (laughs) Forgot he's back. I know it's kind of, it's kind of (laughs) crazy, but uh, the you know what those guys do better than pretty much ev- any other pass rush unit in the NFL, Cody. Those guys have consistent, constant f motor. We talk about that a lot with prospects coming out of the draft. Like if he's not really good at one thing, it's like, well, at least he gives great effort on a play. Those guys combine the athleticism with the effort, and I think what oh, you man. see on on what the what the Chiefs do best, Patrick Mahomes making those second effort plays. I can't emphasize that enough. I know we've talked about it to the point of, you know, it's getting annoying at this point. But, man, 
Patrick Mahomes on those second effort plays, the Broncos have guys that can not only win on their initial pass rush, but if you make Patrick Mahomes just think for a split second and those guys with their second effort pass rush, they're going to get there. They're going to find him. They're going to be taking those. They're going to be anticipating him trying to break the pocket. And I feel like you you mentioned it. It's a huge game for those guys in terms of their just their overall pass rush. They have to be relentless. I mean, we've seen Jonathan Cooper. We know he's going to do that. He's always going to be playing that way. That's just the way that he is. But to get all those other guys, I feel like that's what Stephen Weatherly does best. I feel like that's what Bradley Chubb does best. Malik Reed, obviously, I feel like that's what he does best, giving that effort. So those guys, they're going to have to make sure if you don't win your initial, if you're, you know, your initial pass rush rep, you've got to get after it continually and make sure that you're anticipating Mahomes is going to be able to get outside that pocket. Let's see how often the Broncos send a four-man rush because that's what they did against Justin Herbert and the Chargers last week. Now, obviously, Herbert's different. I I don't think Herbert can hurt you with his legs as much as Patrick Mahomes can from a throwing and running standpoint. Mahomes is that guy that will legitimately take it up the middle. Herbert's more of the, I'm going to get to the outside if I can. If a play breaks down, if the coverage is just too tight, I'm going to take it with my legs, which he's proven that obviously he had a 90 yard rushing game against the Pittsburgh Steelers a few weeks ago but I wanted to also express this too for Jonathan Cooper Malik Reed Bradley Chubb Stephen Weatherly guys that you mentioned here it's so critical that these guys maintain contain as well right because oftentimes as an edge rusher you're attacking that shoulder you're squeezing it down but if you get too far on the inside that's where he rolls to the outside so contain against Mahomes is going to be so critical Sarah in my opinion if the Denver Broncos are going to come away with a victory against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football and ladies and gentlemen Sarah and I, we're going to have you covered with the post-game report immediately following the game here on the Lockdown Broncos YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, turn on notifications, and like the video so you stay up to date with everything that we do. Every single day, we got a video for you daily. Denver Broncos news content coverage. And if you like listening to podcasts, we have an audio podcast version available for you as well. Available everywhere you get your podcast. Sarah, my friend, I'm looking forward to Sunday Night Football. I'm looking forward to it. Talking with you, talking with Broncos country, and hopefully the Broncos can win this game because, Sarah, if they do, this will be the first time since 2017 the Broncos have won back-to-back divisional games in the AFC West. And how big would it be to be Justin Herbert, the Chargers, Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs? Man, I tell you what, going to be critical down the stretch here for this Denver Broncos team.